am Brenda. And hi, I'm Amber. And this is the Minority Millennial Money Podcast. The contents of this podcast are informational in nature and are not legal or tax advice. And neither Amber nor I nor Minority Millennial Money is engaged in the provision of legal, tax, or any other advice. You should seek your own advice from professional advisors, including lawyers and tax accountants, regarding the legal, tax, and financial implications of any financial decision you contemplate. Welcome back to another episode of Minority Millennial Money. Today we're very excited because we have a special guest who's a friend of Amber's. So Amber, why don't you tell us how you guys know each other? Yeah, so LeBron and I met, we were both stationed in New Orleans a few years ago, and he has a really interesting story, so that's why I invited him on the podcast. But I think um, everyone loves our like dating episodes where we talk about like our dating lives and all that stuff, um, all the human interest stories, even though this is about money. But LeBron has a really interesting story that is sort of the integration of money and relationships. So I'll let him talk a little bit about, you know, what he does in his career and, you know, how long he's been in the army and kind of like what, what his relationship money story is. And I do have one more request in your introduction. If you can talk a little bit about your upbringing, your background, um, because we are, we want to be relatable to people who, you know, are minorities and maybe didn't grow up with a wealth mindset or parents that gave money or had money. So if you could offer a little bit on that too. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm LeBrian. I'm 31 years old. I'm a second generation army rat, basically. Um, my mother did 20 years in the army. So I grew up uh, traveling the country. Uh, never really been outside the country until I, um, until I joined the army myself. Uh, my mother retired, and she's doing well. You know, she does really well for herself. Um, I have two children. I have two girls. I have an eleven-year-old and a one-year-old, and I am actually the army paralegal. I've been a paralegal for twelve years now, and. I'm a sergeant in the army, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> um, Is that like a, like a good thing? <laughs> I'm like Is that a good totally... thing? I mean, it's a it's a it's a non commissioned officer, so it's basically the supervisor yeah. of the enlisted part of the army. So there's like oh, enlisted, yeah. and then there's officer, and. So if you come right out of high school, you're enlisted. But if you come in with a college degree, then you're an officer. So since LeBron came right out of high school, he's enlisted. So he's like the supervisor of the enlisted. Gotcha. So it's a high rank. So it's management. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, management, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I went to high school and, and, and joined the Army fresh out of high school. And I've been doing the Army thing for about 12 years now. So um, can you tell us how much you make? Because I think... That's important to the story. <laughs> so how much I make now, right now I make um, roughly $90,000 to $100,000. Net um, income. Obviously don't, not net gross. Income, yes. You're right. Not, not gross. Oh, 90 right. to 100 take home. Take home. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And um, 
what was my question related to that? Did you become a paralegal in the army? So I should probably delve into that, right? So it's not like, so the army basically trained me to be a paralegal and for army specific, uh, army specific problems, right? I don't necessarily have a paralegal certification. It's relatable and we have a, a degree program, but I'm not interested in being a paralegal outside the military, so. So you joined the army with no prior experience of being a paralegal. You joined right out of high school. You said, I wanna be a paralegal in the army and the army trained you and paid to train you themselves. Correct. And did you go into the army because your mom was and it's kind of like a family thing or was it like you didn't wanna to go to college? What was the situation? So a little bit of both. Uh, my, my uncle was in the Navy. Um, and my mom was in the army. I saw the success that she had specifically towards the end of her career. And, you know, I wanted to emulate that. Um, I didn't really ask me to elaborate on my family situation a little bit. I actually grew up with just my mom and about 13 years later, um, a, a brother, uh, there was a stepdad there for, for a while. Uh, he's a good guy. I still keep in contact with him and stuff like that. But for the most part, I didn't really have a lot of, uh, positive male role models, you know? So that's actually, I'm going to delve into that a little bit later, but yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, just growing up with just my mom and seeing the success that she had, you know, the struggles that she had and that she overcame. Um, I think the military definitely had a lot to do with that. So. Okay. So when we were in New yeah. Orleans to dive into this story a little bit, right. You had a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um do you want to talk about that <laughs> yeah sure so I introduced uh, it. yeah so so and that's and that's how actually great to like why we're having this conversation right um so i was poor relationship choices right i was uh in a relationship with a young lady you know she uh, was very beautiful and all that good stuff right the lesser important things <laughs> but the the uh you know i want to drag her on the, on the internet but like basically you know she had some situations some some traumas and stuff like that that really were toxic to me as somebody who was trying to you know progress and stuff like that so um she has she had six children at the time and you know i wanted love to conquer all and all that other nonsense and you know i took all that on and uh Took it on Honestly, me. You let her and six children move into you while you paid for them as a sole provider. I did. I did. And you um, six children? I had six, well, seven to include my own. And we'll, you know, there's a little, there's a little pun there. We'll address that one later as well. <laughs> so, so just to go back, because I know this story, right? So you had a daughter already by a different woman. And you, so you had that daughter and then you met this other woman with six children who moved in with you with her six kids. Your daughter was elsewhere with her mom. And so you were caring for these six children, but also still paying child support for your other child. Correct. So in total, you were taking care of a, a girlfriend and seven children at that time. Yeah. So you have a really big heart, but it has done. I know <laughs> it's a, it's a character, it's a character flaw, you know? It is definitely a character yeah, flaw. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Keep telling me. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been making yeah, a so, lot of money in the army. And then so like, what was your net worth at the time where you were sort of in the midst of this relationship with the woman with six kids? 
Oh, at that at that particular time, I don't know, probably like five thousand dollars or something like that. Like literally. I mean, prior to that, I, I had just come from a, a tour in Korea where I am currently, um, and I saved up a whole bunch of money and uh, just basically throughout that relationship, particularly at the beginning, we had some moving issues and you know kids need this and that and you know uh, vehicles paying for vehicle repairs and a whole bunch of other weird stuff. You know, a lot of that, a lot of that savings like went away, you know, because of emergencies and stuff like that. And at that particular time, I didn't have, I had like zero concept of investments or how to like grow money or anything like that. So yeah, before, prior to that, I mean, I don't, I don't really have an estimate, maybe upward 20,000 or something like that. Maybe what we said, low 20,000, something like that. But by the time, like we were in the thick of things and towards the end of things, I had like nothing. I was living paycheck to paycheck and stuff like that. So, mm. what do you think? So, I know that's not where it ends, right? Right. Of course <laughs> and so. so, like, what, I guess, like, what do you think about that situation? And, like, what were your thoughts about money in the relationships at that time? Or, like, what would you want to tell someone about that situation? Well, up front, you know, like I, like I was just saying to Brenda, it's a character flaw, right? Up front, I would just say, like, to identify those things about yourself that could be detrimental to you, you know what I'm saying? Like, on the front end, so that you don't fall into these traps, make these, like, basically, you don't have the uncomfortable conversations and, you know, make decisions that are in your best interest and not necessarily follow what you feel, you know what I mean? Like, think with your brain and not with your heart. So, you know, there's that, right? That'll present so a lot bold. of things. It's true, though. It's it's true. I mean, just like I mean, think about it, right? The way that like women approach relationships, they they definitely think about uh, you know men's financial capabilities and stuff like that. I mean, it's roughly similar. <laughs> 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 so I mean, it's completely understandable. But you know, when it's what uh, what I learned from that relationship really was that like you know relationships, marriages, and stuff like that is like almost like a business decision in a way. Like it's like combining assets. And if that person doesn't really have anything, which is also a thing that we're gonna discuss a little bit later, uh, they don't really have anything to lose. So when they are on their way out, you know, they're, you know, doing stuff. Uh, I think it's an interesting concept because I know I've talked a lot about this. Like we've talked about this. It's just like people tend to pick people who they, are entertained by or that they have fun with um as like their mate versus you know choosing somebody who's like more practical and so I think that like a lot of people like the really charming people who are very extroverted and are like the life of the party but looking down the line where you're trying to figure out who you can raise kids with or who you can realistically be in a long-term sustainable relationship I think those factors tend to change and I think that's why a lot of relationships or marriages end up not working out because of that reason. I mean, would you say that that was the case with you? Yeah, and you know, I was the one that, that ended that relationship. I mean, at, at some point, it got it got to be too much for me. Um, you know, so I noticed myself changing, and I looked at where I was versus where I was at that where I was previously versus where I was at that point, and it just it just didn't compute. You know, uh, you know, so me and the young lady ended up having our own child on the, at the, on the tail end of that relationship. Um, we, I left, uh, well, she left, but she left like my place, went back to where she lived. 
on the other side of the country and um, informed me that she was pregnant after the fact. And, you know, now we have a beautiful daughter, seven. So her seventh baby. Yes. And her name is seven. So cute. She's a joy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah, she's one. And uh, I forgot what's going with that. So you have at this point, you have this woman with the six kids, you have your daughter from the previous relationship, and now you have the new daughter, seven. Correct. So, so, um, woman with the six children, she leaves, seven's born. Uh, you know, obviously we were together for about a year and a half, close to two years. Um, and prior to that, I, I knew her for a really long time. I've known her since like, what is it, 2013? Yeah, 2013 or something like that. It's now almost 10 years close to it, basically. And, um, you know, I was there, you know, throughout some of her hardship with her children and stuff like that. You know, I, for lack of a better word, helped raise her children in certain periods of time. Uh, you know, really got involved. I got into coaching because of her kids. I was at parent-teacher conferences. I was, you know, doing all that good stuff. So, you know, I really have a connection with, with the children and stuff like that. Again, their character flaw. They, their character for right um now after you know trying to separate you know what to do and what not to do when it comes to you know having a child with a woman that has other children particularly other children that you're fond of and i'm sure she knows about my character flaw of uh of uh being generous and, and kind stuff like that so creating that that dynamic where i don't have to feel bad about not giving to other children and not providing for the other children versus just providing for my own, you know. A lot of times I don't really know what that looks like, to be honest, you know. Um, you know, I pay my child support on the front end and then like if my child needs something, like, you know, I don't want to be cold and be like, oh no, I don't I don't give pass beyond that point because, you know, it's if I have it to give, then especially if it's going towards my kid. But a lot of times you don't really know. You have no idea. So you have no also, idea. you're the, saying you have no idea if the money she's requesting additional to child support is actually going to your child who's in basically a newborn when she's one a toddler correct. or if it's going to the other six children that she has mm. correct well that's the risk you run when you have a child with someone who has other children right yeah, yeah for sure yeah I so mean, and part of me is per seventh correct yeah. The eleven-year-old that you have? No, my eleven-year-old. That's that's from like high school, you know. Okay. High school uh, uh, nonsense, you know. <laughs> okay. So the high school relationship. How much child support do you pay for that child? Five hundred dollars a month. And then uh-huh. you now are taking so seven. Then how much is that child support? Four fifty, so five hundred dollars a month, basically. And then plus the additional funds that she needs for the other kids too, right? Because you're saying she asks you to help with. I mean, family. she asks, but you know, again, boundaries, right? Understanding myself and, and and you know, depending on what it is, you know, I'm a generous guy. I can't I can't help it, but because you guys you know, aren't there together anymore, how long have you been no. apart? Um, we were apart. Uh, starting november of 2019 okay so it's been a couple of years that you've been apart yeah okay 
so basically her entire pregnancy and and um, and my daughter's one so just over just under two years oh okay gotcha so in the intro of this there's another relationship right yeah it's more a little bit more than a relationship women am i right (laughs) yeah no that's my that's my achilles heel you know (laughs) so why don't i find these men Because they're not making six figures, Brenda. What? Say because they're not making six figures, Brenda. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> so the other relationship is a um, I don't know. I don't even know how to approach this. So the other relationship happened in the interim. I basically didn't allow myself a lot of time to heal. And, you know, I necessarily rush into things, but I just made like a poor decision in vetting the person that I, that I decided to enter a marriage with. So, so, married so just to be marriage. clear, in the interim, while seven is being made, you enter into a marriage. Yes, while seven is, is in the oven, correct. Yes. Yes, towards the tail end, yeah. Seemed like a good idea at the time. It was a great idea at the time. <laughs> at the time. You were so in love. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> I we got kind of a good recap. I wanna I wanna keep it positive and I wanna mm. I want you to tell us what you've learned, right? Like you clearly have a lot of self awareness about your Achilles heel and the fact that perhaps your relationships have been in those in which you've been taken advantage of, I, I would, I think, mm-hmm. but um, what have you learned? Basically, there's not a lot of that, for sure. I mean, like you said, I'm cold. I mean, Amber and I, we talk, and uh, you know, you'd be surprised at some of the things that I say. I mean, I'm a totally different person now. I don't want to be like callous and, you know, like ridiculous at this point, like go off the deep end. Like, I don't want to be like Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) But I, but I do, but I do. You don't want to know. Yeah. yeah, you. (laughs) But I, but I have made changes, you know what I'm saying? About how, like I approach things like societal norms that I just choose not to participate in anymore. Um, And it causes, it really causes problems necessarily, but it allows me to like weed out you know, women that I otherwise wouldn't want to deal with. Um, currently not looking to be seriously romantically involved with anybody, but I mean, I'm a 31-year-old man, you know, uh, fem- female interaction is, 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 is a must <laughs> at some point. It is, it just is, like, it's just facts, you know. But, uh, so, you know, when, like, when engaged, yeah, so, like, when engaging women, you know, uh, like the, I'll give you, I'll give you a good example, right? Um, drink culture, buying, buying women drinks, or or doing things financially for for women who have, frankly, done nothing for me. It doesn't make sense, and you know, it yeah. it helps me weed out women that like, or really like have this warped reality of like what things should be. You know what I'm saying? Just based off of like society, like again, societal norms. Versus people who are actually grounded in like have an idea of like, you know, what e- equality or equity looks like. And and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but 
I've noticed this about black culture is that a lot of black women and Amber is not like this, but um, expect to be taken care of. And maybe Hispanic women do too, just not the ones I hang out with. But um, like I've known of relationships in, with, in which the woman moved in with the guy. She did not pay rent. She had a lot of her emergency stuff paid for. She got on his health insurance, even though they weren't married. He paid her phone bill. He paid some of her bills. And I was like, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I would not in good conscience be able to ask someone to do that for me. But yeah, the norm for her was that that was a normal part of a relationship. Yeah. I mean, I just like to say none of these women are black that he's talking about. No, one of them is black. One of them is black, but yeah, the other ones are black. not black. So I don't know if that's specific to black women, but okay, okay. there are women yeah. out there like that, I'm sure. Yeah, and maybe you need to have that kind of filter, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because you know now what that looks like and it's not been good for you financially. So, um and I personally would feel bad if I if I was taking so much, right? It's like, yeah. oh, I worked really hard to not have to do that. So, oh yeah, definitely, definitely start putting those things into perspective. You know, like I literally start to think about like how many hours that I have to work in order to make the money to comply with whatever requests, and I'm just like, yeah, that don't make sense. You know what I mean? And right. just draw the line right there. You know, but I, I forgot. I cut you off kind of at drink culture. Like, do you mean like when you're just going out, like trying to impress mm-hmm. a woman, that kind of thing? Yeah. So like, uh, let's say, let's say like there's a woman and like one of her friends or something like that. And I'm talking to her for a while. Or let's say there's a woman and there's a female bartender and the bar- and I've been talking to the girl for a while and the bartender's like, why don't you buy her a drink? I was like, yeah, sure. I'll buy her one when she buys me one. You know what I mean? Like that's the type of stuff that like happens. You know what I mean? And rather than just complying, I was like, "Yeah, sure, we, you know, we can do it even exchange or something like that. Even if even if your drink costs more than my drink, that's fine. But it's just a gesture, the 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 um, you know, the idea that you would pay, and I would also pay. You know, it goes a long way. So you 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 want the woman to have some skin in the game? Yes, for sure. Okay. I think that's a good example. I mean, like the broader, I don't think really it's about buying drinks or anything like that. I think it's more so like you, and we've talked about this before, like you want to date somebody who has something to lose. Mm, Um, And I know you didn't talk a lot about your um, recent marriage, but that was one of the issues. If you want to talk a little bit about that, like, um, you know, how, how you might choose better or that situation. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you know, you kind of sum it up by saying dating someone who has nothing to lose because, you know, when they, basically people will like leverage your success against you. They'll use information that they have against you that will be detrimental, whether it be for your job or whether it be information they have access to on electronic devices or passwords they may have. Like when people don't really have anything to lose, they tend to leverage the things that you have to lose against you and uh, in my recent uh, situation that basically happened you know um, in my um, my 
ever bleeding heart, you know, doing things for, for my wife, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and basically it came back to bite me, you know, whereas I, you know, I'm not going to really talk about the situation because it's, you know, it's active, but not that I don't, I don't mind sharing, but it's active. So I'm not going to talk about it, but long story short, um, you know, I put myself in positions to, to, you know, basically mess up what I had going on. And, you know, I'm not, may not, may not be the one actively doing it. Maybe that person, but again, the situation is the situation I created, you know, where I basically am in a position to lose things that I worked for. And that person just kind of fell in on it. You know what I mean? So, you know, one thing that I, that I learned about that situation was that, you know, when you give or when you, when you mess with somebody like that, like they don't appreciate the things that you have because they didn't have to work hard. You know what I mean? So just think about something that you got for free versus, versus something that you actually worked, worked for, you know? So you're talking about like your personal property or. Yeah. Personal property or just like things in general, you know, like let's say you had, uh, let's say you have like a watch, right? Something that was like handed down to you or, or given to you versus something that you like really wanted in the store and you went to go buy it. Like, um, you know, you go look at one, like not not like it's less than or anything like that, but it's just like you're probably going to favor the other one because you literally worked for it, you know. So after dealing with all that, what would you say your net worth is now, um, you know, after all of that? So... About a month ago, my net worth was significantly higher than it is now. <laughs> had had to, uh, you know, had to, had to, got to pay to play, you know. But uh, now I would say my net worth is about forty thousand. So you had more than that, and due to the marriage, the money was drained, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, what would you say to a young eighteen-year-old boy who, you know? Getting into like relationships, <laughs> yes. What, like, what is yeah. your advice? I guess. Um, well, I would just say, you know, uh, you know, women are going to come and go in your life, and like, you should definitely focus on your money, your your future, like your future as a person, as a man. Like, what do you want to do? Um, I know, like the stereotypical advice is to you know accomplish everything that you have to accomplish and blah 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 like it doesn't always work like that but you should definitely be well off and well on your way to that future that you see yourself in you know before deciding to settle down with somebody and making sure that that person's goals and moral and character um aligns with what you have going on you know um and that shouldn't even be considered until you're about 30 31 you know like honestly, it just it just doesn't really make sense. I mean, there are the, there are people that are the exception to the rule, of course, the high school sweethearts and stuff like that. But I mean, typically, you should go get your money first and decide what you think that your life is, should look like in the future. I mean, I don't think anybody really wants to raise children remotely, you know, <laughs> or participate in the back and forth game where the kid lives here and kid lives there. Like, you know, our kids don't even you know that's not even good for kids, you know. Decide, you know, how you, how you want to raise your kids, how, um, you know, what kind of schools you want to send them to and see what that costs and then go out and, you know, make that money in order to provide your kids and your family the life mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, the life that they deserve. 
But I did want to. Oh, go ahead, Amber. No, go ahead, Ruth. Well, I just want to highlight the fact that despite all of this, forty thousand is still a good nest egg. You're only thirty-one. This can grow. You're not going to make similar mistakes in the future, and um, you have had a significant amount of stability being in the military, right? That has provided a really good. I mean. There were probably times what you said you were living paycheck to paycheck, but you had a paycheck, right? And that's not something that everyone can say. So I just, I mean, I think we've had some pushback sometimes because we talked about the military on another episode. And um, I just, I just want to highlight the fact that it's still a very good option, you know, and you're still active duty. You're making a good amount of money. If you really get, you know, um, aggressive and organized about the way you invest, it's, you're still fine, you know, and you're going to be able to retire in what, another 10 years? Eight. No, actually eight. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Less than 10. Start a whole new career. You're not even going to be 40. You'll be retired and you'll get to start a whole new career. Exactly. So I don't know. There's something to be said for that, right? I mean, oh yeah, for sure. Way, the military afforded you all of these mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, basically. You know? Yeah. That's a good way to look yeah. at it. Um, I think you know when we were younger, I think I heard a lot of adults say like, you know, don't get into relationships until you know you after you finish school or after you've done this or that. And I really, I really dislike that advice. And I know you touched on that a little bit. Like you're saying, like your advice is to tell young men, like, don't do this until you, until you have money. I think though, that the advice should be that like, you need to learn how to balance having a job, making money, building your net worth whilst being in a relationship and like what relationships to choose while you're doing that. Like, it sounds like the women that you're describing from the high school relationship on, on down. Um, and maybe cause I know a little bit more of the backstory. It's like, these are women who aren't necessarily trying to build a career. Um, none of them were in the army. None of them had um, stable jobs. Um, we're talking about people who you were their come up. Mm-hmm. And well, they're at least they're attempted to come up. They're t- they came up right. <laughs> like if I have six kids, and and this is no shade, but if no I have shade, six kids, <laughs> if I have six kids, and I find a man who is making a hundred grand, who's taking care of me, putting my kids yeah. in athletics, I came up, even if it's just for a few years. And then if I have a baby by that man who's got to pay me five hundred dollars a month forever, I came up. You know, and that's not to say anything about you. I'm just saying that like, this is a come up for them. And so I meet a lot of people who are like, oh, I don't want to date a lawyer. I don't want to date a doctor. Like I want to date a McDonald's cashier. I don't care if she's a McDonald's cashier. That's what's wrong with women. They always want men who make money, but I'm okay dating a McDonald's cashier. Great. Let me know how that works for you. Because. It sounds like it doesn't work. It sounds like they want your money because I don't want anybody's money, right? Like if somebody has a hundred K, great. Me too. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, uh, a unique perspective, you know, when you, you have money as a, as a woman and dating men. Um, but I think that uh, traditionally- 
Yeah. It's, oh yeah, for sure. It's way sure. harder when you're a high income earning woman because I'm like, listen, I don't need you. No, because it's like when you Okay. Oh yeah, I'm 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 gonna leave that one alone with you. So Amber and I we have they really off off camera. <laughs> But, uh, but no, I no, get but it. I get it. <laughs> it's true. I mean, the traditional dynamics are now thrown off by the fact that women can earn money and sometimes earn more than men. And I've never had a successful relationship in which the man has made less than me. Yep. Because I have been okay with it, but they have not. Agreed. And, and you know, and, and part of me is like, well, I'm sorry. That's how it is. And on the other hand, whenever there is an issue... I don't have to stay, right? Like, you, you don't get me status. I, marriage used to be a way for a woman to have a place in society, yep. to have something to do, yep. to have children. Yep. And we don't have to do that anymore. And I'm, I'm not lecturing you. I'm just saying mm. it makes life and relationships a little bit more complicated as women. Um, and Amber and I will both get prenups anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I guess, Ryan, I guess the question to you is like, why haven't you dated someone, for example, in the army? Like, why haven't you dated somebody who makes money? Like, why did you choose women who were not doing that? So much? I have dated women that make money. I just, I guess at the end of the day, like whatever, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Like it, it didn't become a serious relationship. Um, I don't think the money part was the part or what was the problem. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think that you may have said this. I don't know if this is a, a previous, a prior conversation or, or something that you said on the podcast, but um, I think that I may have just chosen based off of like, you know, how much fun I was having with this person or, um, you know, like the, the, the silly stuff, not necessarily like compatibility or character or the things that actually matter. And, you know, these are things that I've learned and you know, I know that now, but. Yeah, and you'll use that, those lessons learned going forward. Yeah. So that was probably the major lesson that you would pass on to younger men. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But for people who are rich in character, you know, rich in character and, and are, are going going somewhere, you don't have goals for themselves. Um, right, yeah. I've known, I've had friends who have had relationships which are really good emotionally and the man has not made as much money as her. And um, she was like, well, that's okay. But like, what are you doing, right? To improve that? Cause you're like at a third of what I make. And so, whew, whew. That hurts. So, I mean, what I've not, not even like, not even because because I make less money or anything like that. But I don't think, I think that some certain relationships work for certain people. Like I know a couple of different people, uh, particularly in the army where either the woman is in the army and the man follows her around or the, or the woman makes more money than the man and the man, not just it follows her around, but I mean, those relationship dynamics work for them. They're in actual marriages. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I don't know, I don't wanna I say that. Army marriage is really different though, because as you know, as we both know, when you travel for the army, the other person basically can't work unless they're in the army. 
So unless you date somebody else in the army or in one of the other military facilities, it is very hard for somebody who is a civilian to find work at every single base every two years. Yeah, that is true. So a lot of the times when you're in the army, like that is the only relationship that'll work. And the army provides stability because 100% of your healthcare is paid for. You know, you always get a food stipend. Some soldiers get uh, food stamps in addition to their military salaries. And so there's an extra added benefits of being a military wife of like, it's kind of one of those 1950s marriages really where it's like, well, what am I going to do? I'm in Germany with this guy. I can't, what if I divorce him, where am I going to, how am I going to get back to the U.S.? I'm stuck here, you know? Right. So in that way, the military has created this situation where it's still sort of back in the past and Mm -hmm. people are stuck there. So that's why the marriages tend to work. I mean, who's going to give up their free healthcare and, you know, free food and access to military base and school and education for free and their spouse's 100K salary? Not many people probably. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe I'm thinking of like an anecdotal example where, you know, we're talking about somebody who has like a woman who has money and the man, I don't know his situation exactly, but the man goes with the woman and like I said, their relationship works, you know. Yeah. I mean, money is definitely important. It's definitely number number one or two, you know, in the when when it comes to uh when it comes to relationships and, and finding people, but um I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like, it should be just like the number one, like where the deciding factor, the line in the sand, like, does the guy just have to have more money than you? You know, yes. if you have, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah. Or the same yeah. amount. No, not for me. I don't mind if they make less than me. How um, much less? <laughs> I would say 25% is okay. 20- Okay. Like if I made a hundred, he could make seventy-five or or more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen to twenty k is not that much. Yeah, I'm okay. With yeah, that. but yeah. um, splitting hairs. <laughs> but yeah, but if I'm making two hundred and he's making forty, no. Yeah. Well, then I ha- there's a lifestyle adjustment at that point, right? Like, there's a lifestyle I want to live if I'm making two hundred, and you're just not going to be able to keep up. I mean. And like currently I'm planning a trip with my current partner. And the good thing is that I have the expensive taste and he has a little bit more money. (laughs) Because you're in school. Yeah, because I'm in school. But, um, but, you know, something that is also good in relationships is that he's not good at spending money to enjoy things. He's got this very Midwestern attitude, you know, like, oh, can't spend too much and I'm like you work really hard and you make good money like let's stay at a nice place you know you could die next year like there could be a a new strain of COVID and yeah you know or something and and we're we're what are we saving for I mean obviously you save and invest for your future and the rest you should enjoy and so I think that's a good balance, right? To find someone who isn't taking advantage of you because I'm not taking advantage of him. I am contributing. But I do have to push him a little bit and be like, we can go to five-star places. (laughs) It honestly hurts to stay in a three-star. Like, I really feel uncomfortable. (laughs) And I'm not Amber's so bougie. Yeah, I am. (laughs) 
why am I I sleep on the floor in the airport you know I think you know the whole army the whole army piece you know not that I'm just this pinnacle of masculinity or anything like that but I love it I love it no seriously I mean you know what you say austere conditions right austere conditions and I'm willing to to stay in them when I'm in the army but I ain't in the army all the time (laughs) yeah I am so (laughs) austere to me and to you are two different things for you, it would be even nicer to treat yourself, right? Because most of yeah. your lodging and stuff is like subpar. <laughs> he says it nicely. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. When I'm yeah, you know, when I'm in the states, you know, when I'm in Korea, you know, if I want to stay somewhere nice, I gotta I gotta go there. I gotta go. I gotta pay for it. So. Oh okay yeah. yeah. Well, anything else you want to share, Lebron? Um, no, not really. I mean, yeah, you guys have any additional questions? Right, ask you guys that. I think you, thank you for being so open and honest and vulnerable. Um, these are hard things to talk about, you know? Um, I was mentally prepared. I mean, at the end of the day, you got eight more years in the military. You're gonna have military pension. You can grow whatever wealth that you can accumulate between now and then and still find a good partner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, I haven't I hit, haven't hit my stride is what I like to say. You know, I got, there you go. I mean, even, even, in, even in late thirties, forties, I mean, I don't, I think that I can still, uh, well, I know that I can still be marketable and stuff like that. You know, there's no worries. I got mad time. Amber and I are very aware that men take a long time to grow. <laughs> I don't think we take a long time to grow. I think we take a long time to make decisions on love yeah. interest, and we because we are afforded that 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 time, right? You know, no clock yeah. for you. Yeah, you're somewhat Blessings. afforded it. You can miss out, isn't there a Drake? Yeah, about for, that? certainly. Something. I've done so many Drake lyrics since we've been <laughs> a Drake lyric. It's like I don't know. Forgot the good ones go. Yes, that's what it yeah. is. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> no, you wait too long. Yes, precisely. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> All right, so well, much. yeah, thanks everyone well, for thanks listening. For, thanks for having me, Amber and Brenda. Appreciate you. <laughs> Bye.